Monster Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life, part four of our To Serve and Protect series. Four, 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 four. <laughs> four! <laughs> four! Um, tonight's topic, golf. No, it's not. <laughs> kind of continuing what we talked about last week, but this is more in a positive manner. A servant's role in the church. Uh, last week we talked about the responsibility that a servant has to rebuke those who are in the wrong and are leading other people astray. Tonight, we're going to talk about the servant's responsibility to bring up those younger people in the faith and to to lead them and and show them how to walk according to the word, to disciple them, and to uh, be an example of of what a Christian is and how to serve in the church. So I'm really excited about this topic. I think it's going to be a good one tonight. I agree. And, you know, we have a responsibility as being a part of a body to do our part. And I'm excited to see what God's word has to say and also to dig some of this cool music we've got in store. So excited to dig into chapter two. Shall we just start, Jeff? What do you think? Let's do it. But as for you, so get a running start. If you think about what we talked about last week, coming out of talking about those people that profess to know God, but their works deny Christ and they're uh, abominable and disobedient. So he's turning to the to Titus and, and to the church and saying, but as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. And uh, may the word, may our words be sound doctrine and truth. Yeah, that's a challenge right there. That the older men, and he gets into different types of people within the church and that the roles that we play and uh, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience. Likewise, older women, that may, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands and to love their children, to be discreet, discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. And uh, kicking it off with the older folks and, uh, you know, not necessarily an age, but, um, you know, I would apply this to older folks, even in the faith, just yep. what's your responsibility is to look at the younger ones and, um, to live out loud the truth of God's word. And, uh, there's some descriptions here that, that we'll get into. Yeah. I just think that, uh, when we're looking at this, it's, it's important to keep in mind, you know, I think a lot of times we get so caught up in like relevancy, um, you know, well, we need to have this type of person ministering to these type of people because they're going to connect with them because they have a lot of common areas of interest and that kind of thing. But I think there's something to be said for when a church has the older folks ministering to the younger people because they've been there. They've done it. They, they've walked the walk for a long time. And, you know, and obviously those that have been in the faith for a long time, maybe not necessarily on this earth a long time, but, you know, it's important to get that as opposed to just, oh, this person has cool hair so he can minister to the youth. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, yeah. It, there's a role for each of us in the church, and, and you know, we want to look at what that is, and that's what we're talking about tonight. Uh, so anyway, the older men, you know, speak the things which are for sound doctrine. How are you going to be have sound doctrine on your lips if you don't know doctrine, <laughs> if you don't know what you believe? Um 
you know, and, and he turns around and he looks at the older generation, the older in the faith, and he looks at them and said, you know, and challenges them to live the way they should, being followers of Christ. And there's some descriptions here I love, you know, be being sober, you know, reverent and temperate, sound in faith. You know, when you read some of these passages, there's certain people that I know that like, fortunately for them, that pop into my head, like, uh, wow, you know, that, that guy... You know, he kind of fits this mold. He's always temperate, just chill, and he's encouraging, and he's always speaking truth and being, being there in love and in patience. And um, I don't think of myself for sure, <laughs> uh, but God's growing us in that, isn't He? Is the grace of the grace of God as it's growing in us that we can be more like this as we study the Word of God? Yeah, and something I I've noticed is just yeah growing up in the church and stuff is that God has people who he's given the ability to be a leader and to be someone who is kind of like uh, a role model for ba- lack of a better term uh, and he, he always finds a way to put somebody in your path you know what I mean like someone who's not as far along in the faith as you or just needs encouragement and stuff and it, it's important for us to recognize those opportunities when they come up and not be um you know, oh, well, I can't right now because I have this or that, you know, and I think it's cool because he says the old man, they must be reverent, temperate, temperate, how do you say it? Temperate. Temperate. Yeah. Sound and faith in love and patience. That's something I don't have. It's like, yeah, you can talk to me, but make it quick. You know, like I know you're like, your life is falling apart and stuff, but I have like uh, Hercules legendary journeys where you run the catch up on. No, I'm just kidding. I just made that reference last week and I know Brent's like, what? I used to watch that when I was young, but I just think that's a humorous reference to make of a TV show. Of all the TV shows to talk about, that one's pretty hilarious. Um, I was like agree. saying you watched Small Wonder as a child. But <laughs> you kids are too young for that show. You don't remember when that was on. That used to be on in like daytime reruns. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We digress. Yeah, we digress. It's all right. It's all good. I always think of, when I think of old cheesy shows like that, I'm always thinking of my secret identity with the spray cans <laughs> and the guy sprays the aerosol I remember cans the and he flies. Sound. I remember the thieves out of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Anyway. But we don't want any secret identities around here. Let's have a godly identity. <laughs> That's <and> right. <laughs> put down the aerosol cans. And it's a good time to remind you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. Like us on Facebook. Come on, folks. Like us. Give us a little thumbs up. That's right. You can follow us on Twitter as well. And that's fun stuff. All that social media nonsense. Uh, <laughs> follow us. We're on, big fans. Can you tell? To follow us on Pinterest and uh, Reddit and uh, Etsy and all those things out there. No, no, we don't have an Etsy account yet. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even keep up with the ones we have. That's right. Anyway, for real. Uh, apparently, we're supposed to be sober, which I don't know if you can say that for these segments, but. <laughs> Uh, the older women, it says in verse 3, likewise, they may be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. You know, you got to stop watching the shows with the Real Housewives of Atlanta and all that nonsense because that's not a good example of what a, an older woman is supposed to be, especially in the church. And and unfortunately, that's the, that's the role models that we have out there. You know, all these people that want their 15 minutes of fame and and nonsense like that but for the women of the church to come alongside the younger women to show them how they ought to behave in the church setting and how to you know i know that young wives and young moms 
could really use that help. And um, Paul's outlining it here because, you know, how to take care of a family while, especially while the husband's off working or whatever the situation may be, um, it, it's it's a really cool support system that Paul has instituted in the church. And I think sometimes we lose that, you know? I think there's a pretty clear outline of what the church is supposed to look like in the New Testament. And sometimes we have our own agenda that diverts away from what is clearly stated in scripture. Maybe we should read this again and get back to it. I think we, uh, we our churches would be a lot healthier. Anyway, next up we have Children of the Light by Lecrae. I, lo- I love the example here. You know, there's a lot of descriptions. We can kind of get into all the words of what someone's supposed to look like in each of these situations. But, you know, I love the example, you know, that the older women are supposed to have with the young women. You know, admonish them to raise up their children and to love their wives, their husbands and, you know, love their children and, you know, practical things, you know, things that are, you know, not so high and lofty and lofty and all religious and, you know, out up in the clouds, like practical things, things that, you know, every day, you know, helpful things. And, um, you know, what a, what an example we have. And it's, it's so interesting because the, the uh, the church fails in it. I think the family fails in it. You know, dads teaching their kids. You know, moms teaching their kids how to do things and practical things. You know, we're so busy. And, you know, my wife said it once <laughs> uh, recently. He says, we're so busy doing the, quote, work of the Lord that we're not doing the work of the Lord. You know, we're, we're so busy in these high and lofty things sometimes that we're not looking at the practical and just sitting next to someone and encouraging them in, in their walk or just helping them wash the dishes or, you know, doing things that are, that are probably going to share the love of Christ and, and more represent, not blaspheme, it says, the, the word of God, but more reflect the word of God than maybe some other things we choose to do that, that we think is actually more high and lofty. Jesus would be sitting there, what are you doing? He wouldn't be there. He'd be home washing the dishes and, you know, teaching, teaching the kids and doing the homework with the kids and, being in the mix, being in the fray, because that's where the word of God meets us there. And I mean, that's a challenge to me, you know, to not be so high and busy with ministry that I'm not ministering. <laughs> and the importance of love when you're talking about serving in the church. If you're serving out of obligation, then you're not serving at all. You know, to, to minister, it means to serve and to put yourself as a slave to someone else's needs, which doesn't seem that attractive especially when you're talking about people who want to be involved in a church and get some recognition for their service and things like that but that there's no hint of that here it's basically whatever is needed you do it and that's your role know your role <laughs> this is essentially what we're talking about tonight you should just call the opposite the topic know your role <laughs> and then like next that. week it'll be slow your role <laughs> <laughs> no, that was last week when it's like stop your stop your mouth it's like yo slow your role <laughs> Tonight is yo know your role. <laughs> I feel good saying that. You're it feels good. <laughs> I'm on a row. <laughs> Everybody's so offended at me right now, uh, but it's okay. I'm just getting crazy tonight. But uh, we're just exhorting. That's right. And then verse six, we moves on. We're not going to talk about homemakers and stuff anymore because I know that I can feel the collective burning gazes of all women out there. Appearing into my soul and waiting for you just to say I feel my something skin. else. That's yeah, it's like yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. Tell us. Oh, oh, Jeff. Tell us how we should be better wives. Tell us how we should obey our husbands. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I dare you. 
I dare you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> anyway, let's get to the young men, shall we? <laughs> Likewise, exhort the young men to be sober-minded. That's what I need tonight. Uh, in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing integrity. How important that is with your doctrine. It's to be living the same on the inside and out. Reverence. Incorruptibility. <laughs> Crazy. That's a great word, by the way. Incorruptibility. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. Whoops. <laughs> Can we just redo this whole episode then if I didn't get to that part? I should have read that part first and then this whole episode would have been totally different. Um, <laughs> cannot be condemned. That one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Run Kid Run, back to the basics. And we're getting back to the basics of the altar life with an unbelievable segment. Tonight's topic is servant's role in the church. This unbelievable segment has nothing to do with that, however. (laughs) We are talking about the watering down of your favorite beverage, either due to the melting of the ice, which I'm usually someone who says no ice when I get beverage because of this very fact. Really? Yeah, That's like because it's usually cold enough out of the fountain. I've oh. I've experienced, but that awful last swig. Like you're like, I just want to get as much as I possibly can, but there's always that one sip that takes you over the line into soda water <laughs> or whatever it may be that you're See, drinking. And I don't mind it. Like I I don't I don't mind the uh, refreshing, mostly water, a little bit of flavor sip and brown like, water. Yeah, it's good. You know, I wouldn't want a whole cup of it, yeah. but. Uh, I'm not in the camp of abhorring it either. No. I um, abhor it. I'm not in the favor of just mixing water. Like I'm always, I'm always in the camp of I want the, I want whatever it is in the the way it's supposed to be. Don't. I'm even that way with my clothes. Like if I get nice clothes on, don't make me sweat. Yeah. You know, don't make me get dirty. Yeah. Like I'm in nice clothes, so yeah. let me be nice. These are my church clothes. If I have to clothes if, later. Right. If I'm going to go get dirty, then I'll put my dirty clothes on, and then I'm all, I feel great. But to mix the two worlds, yeah. to be nice with dirt, you know, I just, I have a tr- trouble with that. And it's the same with food and beverages. Like, look, if you're going to, if a drink's supposed to be warm, then I want to drink it when it's warm. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to drink it when it's cold, you know? It's the same and concept. Right. Or soda. Yeah. Like a room temperature Coca-Cola is pretty nasty. Right. It really is. It really and is. there's a lot of people and I know parents who do this with their kids like they they split the or they cut cut the juice with water. Yeah. Your kids want juice, people. They just want the juice. So, funny story on that. <laughs> as my wife does that all the time. Yeah. And my my uh 4-year-old comes up to me, comes up to Kurt, my wife and says, "Yeah, I like when da- I like daddy's juice better cuz I don't ever do that." <laughs> <laughs> totally called her out on the carpet. <laughs> and you got the evil eye from your oh yeah, your wife. She's looking at me like you know. And then you said, "Hey, babe, Titus two five, obedient to your own husband, <laughs> that the word of God may not be blasphemed." <laughs> so I say, no juice, water, just juice, and, baby. By which my wife said, "Couch." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't, yeah, I don't like mixing the two things. There's bed and there's couch. It should not be mixed. <laughs> Futons? Who invented that thing? Anyway, this thing got derailed, but it is hilarious. Uh. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Some things just can't be explained. 
That was Church Punks by Audio Adrenaline to kick off our two of our episode, A Servant's Role in the Church. How appropriate to play that song. There are a bunch of church punks out there, which is why we need the older men to set them straight. These young men out there. These young whippersnappers. <laughs> Exhort those young whippersnappers to be <laughs> sober-minded in all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works. A pattern, not just the occasional good work, but a continual pattern. You've come to be known for that. Isn't that interesting? Um, in doctrine, showing integrity, being the same on the outside as you are on the inside. When nobody's looking, you're still the pattern of good works. Reverence. Uh, that's an interesting one in our day and age, reverence. You know, we, we kind of applaud bold... Uh, Irreverency, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to say yeah. in our in our culture? Um, you know, I even notice this with my kids. Like, there's just a there's there's a the culture kind of applauds that arrogant, you know, out front. You know, we're all that in a bag of chips. You know, kind of mentality and you know, young men to be reverent. You know, to be to put themselves low and um, to know who they are in relationship to who God is. Um, what a, what an amazing thing to, to learn how to be. And uh, incorruptibility, you know, having a life that's pure, sound speech that cannot be condemned. You know, the things you say won't incriminate you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all these things that as a young man we should be, you know, we should be modeling our lives after. And um, I appreciate when I meet those kinds of kids, you know, what I'm just thinking from my perspective like meeting those kinds of kids like your parents yeah they taught you well you always you always think about the parents don't you yeah your parents they taught you well and isn't that what i was talking about here older men exhort the young men had to be this way yeah you're like where did this kid come from this kid was born like 1955 or something because they don't act like the rest of our society out there which is a bunch of punk kids that just think they're all that in a bag of chips like brent said Mm, chips chips could go for a bag of chips right now me too that was the way we roll newsboys the way we roll it's a theme is, tonight is to know your role <laughs> and to slow your roll when the roll is called, called DeAndre. DeAndre. <laughs> that was awesome anyway uh, uh sound speech never being condemned that's what we're shooting for here on the altar life but um in verse eight we're talking about yeah we're talking about how you know he's talking to Titus saying here's how it should look this these people should be showing these people what to do and it's it's a responsibility that we have put on ourselves the, the you know not to steal from spider-man but with great power comes great responsibility if you've been given the word you've you've been you've grown in it you've grown up in the church you, you have a knowledge and a relationship with God that is fruitful and evident to everyone there's a pattern to your good works and there's a, a motivation that is glorifying to God then there's something beyond just your own little bubble of I'm working out my Christian thing God calls us to then impart that to the next generation you know there you may say oh I'm 22 what's the next generation well anybody who's a little bit behind you <laughs> you know it could be the same generation it could be older people you never know I, there's a lot of people who are older than me, but I have been a Christian for a longer period of time, and I may be able to give some wisdom to them. Um, there's also people that are younger than me that might give wisdom to me. You know, it's 
It's really just knowing how to be respectful, how to apply the word of God, how to be reverent, not just to God, but to your elders, you know, you, you know, to people around you, not to be like, Hey, I got this word from the Lord for you, bro. You know, you know, you know, you, you know, Brent and I don't like the bro too much, but, uh, <laughs> We've referenced that several times on the altar line. People are like, yo, bro, let me tell you what God wants for you. And then yeah. you're like, whoa, easy there. Most of Partner. the people that are effective in this, like what I'll consider the older people in generation that yeah. invested in me, are people who haven't tried to do this. They're not like, you know, I'm going to go out and teach Brent, school Brent on yeah. the ways of being reverent. Yeah. No, the, the their greatest example to me of that is being that themselves, yeah. you know, and... And I can look at their life and go, man, I would love to be like that guy. You know, I can see how he's different and how he's um, living out the word of God and what what we've been taught. He's living it out, you know, and, um, you know, to allow the Holy Spirit to work on our lives in such an effectual way that we're able to um, to live like this for other younger people in the faith and to be able to exhort them in the way. And uh, maybe that be our prayer tonight as we think about that you know after he gets through the young men schools the young men he goes and he talks about um verse 9 he says exhort bond servants to be obedient to their own master so he gets into the workplace here he says to be well pleasing in all things not answering back not pilfering (laughs) not showing all good fidelity that but showing all good fidelity that they may adorn the doctrine of god our savior in all things you know talking about being obedient to serving their masters to not being uh, know-it-alls um, well-pleasing in all things living you know a lesson that I learned when I was working in a place where I wasn't being treated with any respect and I was up- upset about it you know work as unto the Lord and not unto men you know um, that helps us work for men better yeah <laughs> when we're not we're realizing it has nothing to do with them we're just doing it because we want to please the Lord in our own working. Um, you know, and I think then as, we're, as the Lord's honored in us in that, we're able to actually s- serve our masters in such a way that uh, they see that we're Christians because we don't talk back, because we don't pilfer. <laughs> you know, we're pleasing in all things and um, not pleasant in all things by far. You know, our flesh doesn't allow us to do that, but <laughs> uh, we can have a good goal of that. But to be pleasing in all things and where our master looks at us and goes, man, I won't know what I would do without him or her. And uh, ultimately, that's a testimony of who God is. And, you know, who knows what God can do to bring our masters to himself. And, uh, you know, there's roles, there's structure, there's ways that we interact with each other. And God set it up and designed it that way. And something we ultimately need to take inventory of and, um, you know, are we are we doing that? That was I'll show you how to live by Sanctus Real, a cool song for what we're talking about tonight, setting an example for those in the faith um, by the pattern of our good works. And I think that was cool what Brent was talking about. The people it's similar in my life, you know, the people who made the biggest impact just lived their faith out. They didn't say, Hey Jeff, this is how I go about being a Christian. Watch me. You know? They they just showed it. They were men of integrity that they had a pattern of good works. You know, it wasn't like one day they were like this, another day they were a completely different person. So there was no pattern that developed. You know what I mean? Um, this part about work is really convicting. It hits home to me. I feel like God's really been dealing with me in this area. 
because you know I get involved with so many different things. Um, you know, doing the radio show, different ministries at church, what have you. But I also have a full time job, and I know a lot of times I get to this mindset. It's like, oh well, my job's just my job, but it's not really you know <laughs> the important thing because I'm serving the Lord. You know, I want to make time for serving the Lord and all that, which is great. I just actually listened to a great, really powerful, convicting message about work. And what God has called us to do, to you know, to put our hand to the plow, not in, not over spiritualizing what work is or anything, but basically, you know, work, work called to work so that we can provide. We're not supposed to find our fulfillment in work. We're supposed to find our fulfillment in God. Work is a means to an end. It's not the end itself. And uh, it was freeing because I felt like if I gave myself wholeheartedly to my job that I was giving up on like my dreams or you know what I mean or or these aspirations that I had and it was really encouraging because it felt like it's okay to have a job and work really hard at it because that honors the Lord as opposed to being like well I don't have time to serve the Lord because of my job it's like no you're serving the Lord by being faithful in what he has you in it was really cool because it was eye-opening to me and I feel like that's kind of what he's talking about here he's saying be well pleasing in all things with your masters, not answering back, not pilfering, you know, not stealing, but showing all good fidelity that they may that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior in all things. They're saying basically like the doctrine of God is is on display, you know, in all the things that you do as a minister and as a, a faithful servant. It's it's really cool to to look at it that way. And that's just what. It's funny that we get here because this is exactly what God has been teaching me like as of this moment today. I was thinking about this. So it's cool how that happens. God God is faithful like that, isn't it, in our lives where you know, where God he's talking to us about stuff and then you turn the radio and you're like, Oh wow, I can't believe he's talking about that. <laughs> you know, you open up your email and you get some email from some daily devotional that you just get and it's like, That's exactly what I need to hear and like uh your friend calls you up and says, you know what, I've been learning, brother, and he shares, you're like, that's exactly what I needed. And it happens all the time because God's faithful. And um, he uses each other and each other's lives to, to teach us stuff. So that's pretty cool. In our lives, whether it be at home or in the office or at church, you know, we've gone through, and, and Titus here has taken us through, Paul's taken us through with this book of Titus, the roles and how we all play a, a part in the corporate body of Christ and how um, ultimately the bottom line is no matter if we're old men, young men, servants, uh, masters, um, elders, newbies in the church, you know, we need to know the word of God and we need to be grounded in it and the spirit of God needs to be living inside of our hearts and that's, that's where it starts. You know, how can we be honoring to the Lord? How can we be bringing up younger folk? And it's not about how smart we are, for sure. It's about how spirit-filled are we. And, um, you know, how can we're not effective. We can't do anything without that. And, uh, I mean, it starts with knowing your Savior. I mean, I was just thinking about this. He says, God, our Savior in all things. You know, He's our Savior first. And if He's not your Savior tonight, you know... You're not going to be effective in anything. You can try to play church. You can try to profess God, but be completely not walking in Him. You can you can live a life that doesn't have integrity by being one thing on the outside and being something completely different. And you know it. I mean, you know when the Spirit's speaking to your heart, 
and he's basically saying, you know, you're live, you're phony, and you know what? Other people know it too. You know, you might be, you can fool yourself for a long time thinking you're cool and you're okay, but people know it. You know, people know when you're speaking truth and when you're not, and uh, when you're living out loud or you have that integrity. Uh, you know when you meet those people. This guy is a real deal. And, um, you know, I read through this and I'm like, man, I want to be the real deal. Like, I want to have a life that looks like this, that young men look at me and go, man, I really want to be like that guy, you know, um, where my master looks at me and goes, man, I, he must, he's something different about him, you know. I'm glad to have him on my team. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was Learn to Love by Need to Breathe. Before that, you heard Anthem Lights Out of My Mind. And uh, people may look at us and think we're out of our mind when we are putting others first and when we're putting some of these principles into practice, you know, the way Paul describes it here. You know, let's just to recap, for those that are, you know, whether you're an older man in the church or just an older man in the faith, to be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience, the older women would be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they'd admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. You know, what a great example for what the old, the older generation can be to a younger generation. And also it's an encouragement to the younger generation to heed. You know, it's not like, oh, they're so out of touch. They don't know what Twitter is. You know, how does that matter? You know what I mean? A lot of times we we get so caught up in like this generational gap or whatever. It's like, oh man, my mom, she doesn't even know what hashtag is uh, or how to use it appropriately in a social media setting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, but it's like it doesn't matter. Like how many things like that matter in when it comes to our relationship with God and 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 making sure that the Word of God is upheld. You know, and it's just important, and the young men to be sober-minded. You know, having a pattern of good works, doctrine, reverence, being incorruptible, and how our speech. And just because we we don't talk anymore, because we tweet everything, doesn't mean that we should neglect this verse where it says that we would not have anything that someone could say evil of us. You know what I mean? Because I actually think that Twitter and Facebook has lent itself to more accusations. More speech being condemned, more opinions being voiced than necessary, etc. So it's you know a lot of this is very applicable today. You can read it and be like, I don't understand, but this is hitting home, you know. And bond servants and masters, and in all things, it's we want people to look at us and adorn the doctrine of God, of our Savior, in all things. Just to be like, wow, what a what an amazing display of God, our Savior, that he would take these people, turn them into something that is so desirable so that I see that and I want to live that way, that I would be impacted in such a way that that person is a role model for me in the church and I look up to them. And that's what he's calling us to be uh, as a whole, is to find our role and to apply it under the grace of God, under the word of God and the submitting to that and then doing it when God brings those opportunities across our path. Just to recap, you know, from a <coughs> Serve and Protect series, what we talked about this evening, you know, I just ultimately think about Jesus, the ultimate example of serving, and uh, to kneel down and wash his disciples' feet, and to, um, to live a life that was for his Father in heaven. You know, 
he he was the ultimate display of serving each other and when you look at jesus man it should challenge us to be reverent and to have that consistent integrity um like our savior and our example had so um this is all good stuff and until next week be cool cats live for christ (laughs) 